Hello. Did you know that the UK National Contact Centre Awards deadline is approaching? You've got until Friday at midnight to get your nomination in. So today, maybe you might need some inspiration and we're going to hear from two winners from last year's awards. We're going to hear from Joe from Sonsei, who won, and this is Joe Hodge. She won Outsourced Contact Centre Manager of the Year. I have a chat with her. And then I have a chat with Claire Dupria, who is the Communities Programme Manager at Sky, and they won Most Positive Impact on the Community. So thank you for listening and let's get on with the show. So I'm very pleased to be joined by Joe Hodge, who is Service Delivery Manager at Sonsei and is the current Outsourced Contact Centre Manager of the Year. Congratulations on, on winning that and welcome to Get Out A Wrap. Thank you and I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So let's start with, you were just saying actually, how long have you been at Sonsei? Um, so March will be my eight years anniversary at Sonsei. I started out as an agent on the phones and yeah, the time's just absolutely flown by. And did you go agent, like team leader and then? Yeah, so I went agent and then team leader after I think it was about six months on the phones, then deputy service delivery manager, then service delivery manager. And just how many people are you? responsible for team leaders so direct reportees at the moment i've got 10 soon to go up to 11 i should say i've got an absolutely fantastic team i'm really lucky the team i've got oh that's lovely to hear and of course with sonsei these guys are going to be your team will be spread out all around the uk yeah i seem to have got quite a few in scotland bizarrely i've got one of my accounts has got six team leaders and i think five of them are in scotland just one of those things one of those. <laughs> so yeah yeah it's absolutely nobody lives near me they're yeah, all as far away as you can get pretty much so we're coming up to the time of year when people might be thinking of nominating others or going into the awards i just want to take you right back to what was it like the moment you found out you were nominated to start with i, I was absolutely overjoyed to find out that i was nominated i think it meant a little bit more to me because it was actually one of my clients that sponsored the nomination. So to have the client sponsor the nomination, yeah, it was just absolutely fantastic to know that they thought that highly of me, that they thought that I should be entered into the category. That's brilliant. And then what ha what happens from the point of nomination? From the point of nomination, you're then sent an invitation for the judging panel. You meet with the judges, you, you get a bit of information about what you need to put together, you know, what type of questions you're going to be asked, who's going to be interviewing you as well. So you can have a little look on LinkedIn about them. I, I find that really settles your nerves. Just if you know who it is that you're going to be speaking to, you, you, you kind of know their face, as long as they're on LinkedIn, that is. And then once you've completed the interview, it's send the awards night where you find out the results. What was that? And great advice, by the way, jump on LinkedIn and and have a look who's going to be interviewing you. What was that? I'm assuming, was it virtual then, the that interview? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a virtual interview. And how many people were on it? It was meant to be three, but unfortunately one of them had a last-minute emergency, so I had to drop out, so it was just two in the end. And do you, you get given some idea then of the questions, but I guess because it's a, a conversation, it can kind of go go anywhere what were the type of things that people were asking you it's really just trying to find a bit of information about what it is that you do and what makes you stand out in the role you know what have you done that, that other people might not have done why have you done it getting to know you a little bit as well and I actually went in there really prepared I had a whole list of points that I wanted to raise and things that I wanted to work into the conversation and I didn't even get halfway through my list before the hour was done 
Oh, really? I love that, though. Great preparation. What were some of the things that you sh- you shared? So it's really just the achievements over the years. So the KPIs that I had managed to achieve, what I'd done to to improve on those, some of the projects that I'd helped, that I'd worked on, that I'd helped to deliver, all of the things, I guess, that would go out of the norm that you would expect from the role. And what kind of, could you share some of those? I knew you were going to ask that, but no, we had, uh, in the beginning, we had some compliance challenges and, and we had managed to turn those around by using various different methods. One of which is creating a script, which I know a lot of people do. They create a skip a script or they adapt the script from what they've had from the client ours was really successful so much so that the client actually adopted it to use internally as well um right. which it which was really fantastic for us ongoing fantastic csat scores as well and yeah there there was a lot more i promise you i had a whole list of points I- I, comp- I I completely understand, and I know. I know. Actually, I should have asked. Did you get to see what the client had written about you in the nomination? So, although the client sponsored it, I actually helped write the nomination. Okay, nice. Yeah, so I knew I was being nominated prior to it going in. Do you think people have to kind of, or did was this a challenge for you? You have to get over that kind of mental hurdle of talking about yourself, because everything mm-hmm. we do is about our teams, and yeah. we're a, we're a group, and then all of a sudden you're kind of. You're in a situation where you're, it, it doesn't feel natural, does it? No, it doesn't. And that was probably one of the biggest hurdles for me. When I talk about achievements, my mind will always go to my team have been fantastic. This is what they've done. And I think it's a lot more difficult to attribute any type of success or achievement onto yourself. You, 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 kind of, you, know, you, you want to shout about your team and, you, and your team's achievements. So that, that was really difficult. And that was a piece of advice that I was given going into the interview was always say I never we or, or never team always talk about yourself rather than what the team's done and that's very hard isn't it because your default it setting is. is always yeah we've done this my team are great they've done this and you yeah. kind of downplay the, the the role that you play in that especially when you've got a really fantastic team as well which I'm, I'm i'm so lucky to have such an amazing team and like you said that's always where my mind goes is this is what my team have done because they are so great what would what would you say your management style is like then with your with your team quite open relaxed my team know what's expected of them but i certainly don't micromanage in any way shape or form you know very much trust them to do what they need to do and if they need any help or support they know that i'm always there for them and communication i think definitely is key so i'm a manager that communicates a lot with my team and what what does that look like is it some of it just kind of information sharing but also just check-ins and yeah, yeah, all of the above. So we have we have the weekly ones once. We do multiple huddles in the week. We do a walking huddle on a Wednesday. So we're all I, I say we're all out walking. Not all of us go out walking. It's not compulsory, but if they want to move away from their desks, you know, they can go out walking whilst we're whilst we're having our huddle, sending out updates. We've got teams as well. So there's a lot of social chat going in there, a lot of bits to try and keep morale up, all those sorts of things. So the walking huddle, bearing in mind you're all virtual, home home based, does that mean that you're out there with your phone, with your headphones in, just talking to everyone? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the same as any team's huddle would be, but unfortunately they have to listen to me shouting at my dogs every 30 seconds <laughs> to come back. Yeah, I, I feel your pain. And I guess I imagine there are times if you're walking up a hill that you're out of breath or... <laughs> I really try to think that way. When I'm on the call, I, I, I usually try to time it so that someone else is talking when I'm going up the bits. I know there's going to be a hill. I did quite a few videos on LinkedIn and someone sent me a message once saying, 
I'm really looking forward to when you get fitter so we don't have to hear you breathing on your on your videos. I went free with you. Eh? I said, yeah, so am I. <laughs> so you was it was it what was the experience of that interview like? Was it better than expected? You know, was it a nice process as well, or was it like the Spanish Inquisition? No, it was so lovely. And everybody was so warm and welcoming. And when you hear the word interview, I think there's a little part of our brain that goes into panic mode, isn't there? But it wasn't like that at all. And they really put you at ease. And the owl was up so quickly because the conversation was just flowing. It didn't feel like the Spanish Inquisition, you know, where you just be, you've got questions being fired at you at all. It, it was very much a conversation. And they were genuinely interested in things that I was saying. So you do that. You must have, even though it was pleasurable afterwards, there's a kind of sigh of relief that you've, you've, yeah. you've done it. And how long was it between that and what's next? And it's just the, the awards night, right? Yeah. So once the, the interview's finished, the judging interview, it, it's then just the award night. So it's just putting it to the back of your head, completely forgetting that it's happened until that point. And tell me about the, the awards then. Did you go with, a, with, with some of your team or the client as well? Yeah, we had a table that had people from Sonse, but also the client that sponsored my nomination as well, okay, which was really nice. The awards, awards nights are always a lot of fun, always very well organised. So you get there. Were you doing anything that I know other people have done before? Like they look at their table and go, Does, is this a good sign that my table's here or, or a bad sign? I've seen a magpie today. That's got to be a good sign. I was trying not to do that. The only, I guess, thing that I looked at was... The venue had some tables upstairs and I thought, oh, if we're sat upstairs, then then no, because that's a very long way from upstairs down to the stage. I wasn't sat upstairs, but there were winners that were sat upstairs. So that wasn't even, um, <laughs> it wasn't even useful to be thinking that anyway. Can you enjoy the night up until your bit or were you just, was it nervous energy all the way up to that point? No, I really enjoyed the night and I think it helped that I was so convinced that I wasn't going to win that I'd almost just come to terms with the fact that that I wasn't going to I was I was still so overjoyed to you know to be a finalist that I, I was kind of thinking you know that's enough for me I'm not going to win but you know I got down to the final eight which is absolutely incredible so much so that I'd worn really uncomfortable shoes and I said before my category was announced I'd taken my shoes off because I thought I'm not going to win so I'm not going to need to go off on the stage and then when they said that I'd won I didn't have time to put my shoes back on so I collected my award barefoot. Yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. That moment then when, because they've done, that, they, they will say who's come, like bronze, silver. There's people before you. You're nice and relaxed with your shoes, shoes off thinking it's not you. And what was that moment like when they called your name? Utter shock and disbelief. Someone actually videoed it and I had to watch the video back to see my reaction because I, it, it was just a complete haze. I, I honestly did not think that I was going to win at all. And then, you know, completely overjoyed after that once it finally sunk in. It did take a while to sink in, though, properly, probably a good few months when I got back home. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And what does that, when it when it sank in, do you, because we don't, again, we don't often do this, do we? Just kind of smell the roses or pat ourselves on the back for a job, job well done. What was, you know, if it takes... A bit of time to to sink in when it did did you feel different did you you're like yeah I, I do know what I'm talking about yeah it was such a confidence boost and I think that that really was the biggest thing for me it, it it's that feeling of yeah I, I you know I do know how to do my job that I've been doing for a while it, it's almost kind of a bit of validation I guess 
I just want to go back. So how how far away was your table from the front? It wasn't that far. I think it was three rows back, I think. I'm just thinking about you navigating around the floor with... <laughs> yeah, I was, I was quite close to the edge, so it, it wasn't too far up to the stage. I couldn't get my shoes back on for the rest of the evening then either. And then it was a really you, bad decision. You get your award. What's, what's the award like? Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. It's really heavy as well. It's a lot heavier than I was expecting it to be. Glass, so I've had to keep it out of reach of the children because sticky fingers. But yeah, it, it's a beautifully designed award. And then you get the you get the award. I imagine it's photos. Of, you get to meet the celeb. Who who was it last year? Ainsley. Oh Harry. yeah. Okay, you had a photo with him then? Yeah. He also told him that I wasn't wearing any shoes because I couldn't, couldn't think of anything else to say to him in that moment. And then back to your back to your table with the team, what was that like? Oh, just absolutely incredible. A lot of drinks from that point on Good. to celebrate. Yeah. And then how have things been different since? Have people been contacting you more? or? Yeah, it, winning the award really opens up your network of contacts and it's been really fantastic to be able to connect with people that maybe wouldn't have reached out to me previously or you know I wouldn't have had the opportunity to speak to and discussing things with them you know sharing best practice and discussing tips and yeah just building up that network it's been really fantastic that's amazing and where, where do you have the I have it downstairs on a very high shelf away from the children away from your dogs yes most definitely because one of them would smash it and what would you say to people who or companies that might have like a contact center manager in their team because they've still got time it's a couple of days now but they've still got time to get a a nomination in would it what would you say to them at the risk of sounding like nike just do it it's such an incredible experience from from putting the submission in through to the awards evening you never know whether or not you are going to win but even if you don't going through that process is absolutely an, an invaluable experience well, Joe, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story. And genuinely, thank you for everything you do for our industry, because it's, it's people like you that help us change the perception of the industry. And you're a, you're a true professional and congratulations. Thank you very much. Next, I was able to speak to Claire Dupria, the community's program manager at Sky, and her win of the most positive impact on the community. In this award special, I'm very lucky to be joined by Claire Dupria, who is the Communities Engagement Manager at Sky. And you won Most Positive Impact on the Community, I think many people's favourite awards at the UK Nationals and the Xs, but we're talking about the UK Nationals because entries close Friday at midnight and we're just going to um, talk about the UK one this time. But Claire, thank you very much for joining Get Out of Rap. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so let's start with um, right at the start of the the process and the kind of um, the nomination. Was that something that you put in yourself or did someone else do it? It was myself. We're quite a small team. So we saw the opportunity was there. Um, we, we knew that we'd been delivering some really good things and had lots in plan for last year because we were kind of our first proper year back in action really with the community program after COVID times so we're like this feels like a nice moment to reflect on where we've come from where we're going so it was myself that picked up the application process and yeah just as a team kind of came together looked at it and went actually I think we've got stuff to say here we want it and it was just 
actually in some ways a really nice opportunity to take stock take time remember we had a bit of a round table discussion what what do we want to say how do we want to say it and positioning what we were doing and, our, and like revisiting all of those mission points and objectives that we set way back when and reflecting against what we were delivering against it so in some ways the process was a really like uplifted and positive one <laughs> even though there was that let deadline looming which I know it is at the moment for this year's round I think it gave us like that really nice coming together piece of like let's let's put this down um, and have something really tangible that we can reflect on of um, what we've achieved so yeah it was me and um, the, with support from the team that kind of input into what that looked like. You make such a lovely point actually because in our industry we never really stop do we we're always constantly no, exactly. what's next yeah <laughs> and this was and this must have been lovely just to sort of sit back and go you know what we we've done all right here oh 100 percent. i think that's one of the really of like for a team benefit piece so it was lovely experience was lovely and to win even more so but from a process perspective it did it gave us it allowed us that time to sort of stop stop and take stock and reflect without having to you know other pressures coming in because this was something that we all committed to and also we knew it was important to the people who we represented so our volunteers our charity partners and also the stakeholders and some of the senior teams who have been such champion and, and promoting what we do and giving us the space to deliver these programs and it, it meant something for us to be going something for something in the external space so yeah just to be given that gift of time to to do that reflect peace and and put it all together was a real bonus for us yeah and what let's talk about um what it is that actually led to you winning then so what have you been up to <laughs> yeah so um at sky we have um a real commitment to being a force for good in the communities where we live and where we work and we're obviously a big company all across well global but certainly across the uk and our customer service group and our customer facing teams are a massive part of that and really at the heart of those communities so what I do and, and my team does is work with that customer-facing group. So we've got about 15,000 staff across the UK in contact centres and in the community um, doing brilliant work um, for SCAG. Um, but we harness the power and the good that's behind all of those people to, to give something back. So we run community programmes. So that includes volunteering out in the community. So boots on the ground supporting. We've got about 25 different community partners locally and getting that real local impact from a big, bigger national campaign. And we also run, um, use sort of the power of Sky as well and what we do as a company and what we're set up to deliver for customers, but turning it around and going, how can we use that and give a little bit more back? So we run an in-house befriending line. So we've got at the moment about a thousand um, people that um, across the company that get an hour a week to have just a friendly chat with it doesn't actually always have to be a customer we do work with charities and have people who are not just solely customers on the line but it's predominantly customers predominantly the older age group so the over 65s that get an hour a week to have a chat one-on-one -on -one with the same person every week um, and have a bit of a friendship that we've built over the last two years now since we launched really and grown so that's kind of at the heart of our program as we use our amazing people and our volunteers to give them time to to give back um, and have those calls and also get out in the community and do good and everything that comes along with supporting them to do that um, so I think the reason that we felt this was a really good opportunity to then tell the story is because we're relatively new like Sky's always given back and there's always been that 
corporate social responsibility aspect of what we do. But we felt like what we offer in the program that we've developed is just really different and it's so unique um, to our sector um, and the people that we have, the tools that we have, the resources that we have. And also it came out of a real need that emerged. I mean, it was always there, right? But specifically during COVID about people being isolated on their own, loneliness being a massive issue, like society-wide and certainly for our customers and what we were hearing on the phones during that really difficult time. And let's face it, it was difficult for us mm. all. Mm. We were all working remotely. We were all shut off from friends, from, you know, disrupted routines, services shut down, all support networks kind of in some ways gone for some people. Um, so for it was, it's a really relatable thing that we all feel lonely from time to time and, and COVID definitely brought that to the forefront for people who were maybe already experiencing it. So I think we felt what we've done and taken from that that idea of like, how do we still keep people connected and do the right thing when we're all remote and we can't do our business as usual, volunteering and fundraising stuff. So that's sort of where the the program, I guess, seed came from was during that time and what we were hearing and reacting to our real urgent needs during COVID um, of setting up this befriending line and just going, hey, why don't we try? And being given the freedom to try something new and use the existing tech that we already have in contact centres and using our brilliant people that were sat going, actually, I'd love a bit of time to have a chat as well because it would benefit me. Um, and we started to going, right, we'll try it. 40 people, bit of a pilot, start small and um, see how we get on. And I think from there, we've just seen it grow and grow and grow to that thousand that I mentioned. Um, and I think that just shows the level of the need, but also the fact that it's something that is really engaged and hit home with our people. So it's mm. like relatable cause and go after and something that we were really well placed to do something really positive about. So we were really proud of just the speed of that growth, but also what we wanted to do, looking back to this time last year when, let's face it, we were still in COVID times and those restrictions yeah. weren't in place and it felt really still very raw and coming out of that time was go, this wasn't just a knee-jerk reaction to a COVID situation. This wasn't a temporary, oh, we're going to do a good thing for this time, time period. And when everything's back to you, to normal, we'll just sort of drop that. We wanted people to know that we've embedded this. Um, this is something COVID only brought it to light and shown that spotlight on the cause and the fact that these people were already there and really wanting to have these conversations and that it felt like something that's only gonna grow and get bigger and that the investment and love and care that we've put into growing it and developing it it's going to continue and I think we also felt it was a good opportunity to shout about it because we've been very like test and learn see how it grows see how it develops looking at impact in those phases but it is a good thing to talk about in mm. a broader sector isn't it just to let people know like it's something that everyone could potentially do um mm join us you know it's a bit of a share as well of like a bit of a movement behind tackling loneliness and how we can all play our part really there's so much to love in what you've just said i got goosebumps um I'm just really the... passionate about it Mark. <laughs> I love you can't it. not be i think when you're in this role right and what, what exactly <laughs> i love it though because it it combines the skills that people deploy every day in their role but also i know if if when I was an agent, someone said, 
do you want to use this use your skills to help someone and make a connection with someone who really would value it i would love that i would absolutely love it it'd make me more likely to stay i think as well because you some people are looking for a meaning in their role over and above doing the role well and servicing customers to give something back like that before you even think about the impact of um a thousand was so was it one-on-one yep it's a one-to-one call with this so you're matched with a customer or a person in the community that you have the the conversation with the same person every week so to have to know that a thousand elderly people yeah got that wonderful wonderful connection it's just so it's amazing i love it it's been wonderful to see that impact um as to what that means it sounds simple right Mm -hmm. having a chat but i think we probably all know the power of just having a good conversation and a bit of a laugh and just having someone that's a listening ear we're not saying that we're experts and can solve people's problems by no means but we make sure we equip our people so that they there is there is a level of training that they go through to make these calls and we link in very much with our external charity partners to go Look, give us your expertise, give us all the signposting that we might need so that we are setting up people to safely provide information and signpost them onto services local to them that are actually going to help them that they otherwise might not know about if they're not online or out or active in the community and mobile, or that they might be too nervous to access or think, oh, there's a bit of stigma there, or I'm not entitled to that, or that's not for me. So we have seen so many results where people have from building the trust of these conversations, feeling a bit more comfortable to then themselves get out in the community. And that's what it's all about. And like you say, the skills that our people have in terms of delivering that, like taking the training that we provide, being part of that matching process and start and kickstarting those conversations. Um, we have amazing people that are just have hearts of gold, that are brilliant communicators, fantastic listeners. And they've taken so much from it themselves in terms of use, taking what they learn on their befriending calls to into back mm-hmm. into their business as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and like say, feeling proud that to work for a company that gives them that time um, and that gives our customers that special experience, I guess, that something's so separate to anything to do with the Sky product. It's not what we talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it does it and, and definitely increases their sense of well-being and pride and wanting to be work for a company that takes those values really seriously. And we know so much more now, don't we, about the mental health and physical health benefits of having connection to your point that, you know, loneliness kills and just having someone that you can witness to around just having a connection, feeling like you can talk about things that have happened in your life to someone because i guess for for quite a few of the people that utilized this kind of outreach program they probably didn't have anyone yeah definitely and honestly there's some heartbreaking stories out there and it does it it, it's stark the reality of how much loneliness the devastating impact it can have for people Mm -hmm. you know for some people when we did first start during those covid times it might have been literally the only voice that they heard that felt weak was mm. speaking to someone from Sky. Or like conversely, and maybe something that wouldn't immediately spring to mind when you think of an older lonely person, you can be very lonely in quite a busy environment. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you can be in the household where there's a lot going on, but you don't feel like your voice matters or you have a place there. Um, So for some of our people, they maybe do have physical, they're physically close to to people and they're not um, physically isolated, but their loneliness is so amplified in that space. And sometimes they want to just have a chat with someone that's completely with Mm. their family or social spheres, just a totally impartial Mm. person in Mm. their life that they maybe can open up to a wee bit more than say someone that they've got a bit of, there's a bit more of a history and a dynamic with. So it's been interesting to see the different pathways for how people would maybe access the service um, and what the outcomes have been from that. And I imagine from the people that are doing it, they've developed friendships as well through it. Yeah, it's real. Like, there's no way about it. Like, our people, they they genuinely care about each other. These are real friendships, even though it's a voice from the end of the phone. We don't even do, um, well, I haven't tried it yet, but it has just been, it's not even video calling. So it literally Mm -hmm. is just audio. Mm -hmm. So for the first time at Christmas there, they were able to send photos and messages with their Christmas cards to put faces to names, which is a really powerful thing, right? Yeah. Um, But certainly just even that voice, I think, the, what certainly the ones that have been on it from the beginning, that's two years of a weekly chat with someone. These are like deep rooted friendships now that um, have been nurtured over that time. Um, and it means an awful lot to us to see those, you know, come develop as they have. Um, and I think when people in, are talking about it internally now and they have a befriender, is that knock on effect? Doesn't it? People see, oh, actually, that sounds yeah. I want to get involved. I think anyone that's been on the phones will absolutely recognize whatever it is you were doing, a variety of services or products that you would often, every day you'd get somebody that you knew wanted to talk. Um, and, you know, even with back in the day when I started this drive around AHT, if you're an empathetic person anyway, you knew that this person, you were, they didn't want to talk about the service you were talking about. The, yeah. the, origin of the call they just wanted to be able to talk to someone so i absolutely love what you've what you've done i love it yeah you're right and it's that thing when you're having those difficult calls with the customer when it's that it's a business call that you need to have you need to get through a certain amount and hanging up on a call like that where you're not sure of that what that person's situation is Mm. you're not in a position where you've got the time Mm. to explore that and you don't, you're not armed with the tools of those communication techniques and tips and, and signposting to make sure that you're leaving them in a space that's safer where they know that they can then access support. So I think the wraparound support that is offered to those customers and also our people, because now, even if someone's not a befriender and part of our befriending service making the calls, they know about the service. So if they're having a chat with a customer who is maybe coming through as someone that might have claim be a potential beneficiary for this program they can say do you know we have this let yeah. me sign you up now and they can they can get people sort of enlisted onto the program from there so i think it's been a real benefit for our people yeah. to close those conversations with a real positive yeah oh well, that's it's just it's just amazing after I, I could talk about it all day but i've got to get oh, back too. to it. <laughs> so once the once the nomination was in um what what happened next um so we, I think we were quite, the turnaround was quite quick, I think. So after we'd made the application, obviously there was a, a lot of um, deliberation and time that, um, and then we were told that we were shortlisted. So, and that was, I think in the April time, we like 
I need to revisit my diary. Um, but then we had a bit of time to then, once we knew we were shortlisted, to then, I guess, bring what we put down on paper to life before we mm. got in front of the judging panel for the actual pitch stage, mm -hmm. um, which I will say I enjoyed even more. Because <laughs> it was great. We got it down on paper, right? But what is it on paper with a program like this? I think you need to see and hear and be able to really showcase and spotlight the impact piece, certainly, in which we were lucky that we've had a few customers that have told their story to us on some BTs and on some recordings, which I think we were really, really excited to be able to show because I could and talk about this all day, as you can probably tell, and so <laughs> could our team. And we could hit you with the stats and the facts and um, impact report numbers and things like that. But actually, mm -mm. what you need to hear when it's a giving back community program is this has made a difference to this person. Let them tell their story. So I think the flexibility that was within the pitching process. So obviously there was certain criteria that we knew the judges were looking for and that we were probably you know going to be scored against. But um, same with the application, the pitching process, there was, it wasn't rigid. We felt that we had real opportunity to tell our story in our way, mm. which I think really lovely. Um, and it made it a lot more enjoyable and it made us be really true to the uniqueness of our program and being able to tell it as it is rather than just maybe trying to shoehorn and fit into another format. I think it worked really well just being given like real freedom in to get in front of that panel and have a real honest interaction with them mm -hmm. and yeah it was a really great process and I think coming into it the team were always really helpful so if there was questions that we might have about it they were on hand really great at checking in and and just introing us I guess to the process making us feel really at ease I think I remember on the day of dialing in remotely, they didn't really feel nervous, which is unusual. <laughs> um, because I think, you know what we were expecting? And there was a, there was a real warmth. I want to say in the room, but it was on a screen, which is even mm. more admirable that they were um, able to establish that. Um, but it just felt like everyone had genuinely like read the application for a start and knew where we were coming from. Um, some really insightful questions and discussion. Um, and it was just a really great moment in time for us to be really proud for what our people and the team and the program has delivered and have that opportunity. So yeah, I think that the the run up to the pitching process felt we had real adequate time to prepare, good support and an enjoyable experience. The big question of course is, were there tears? Well, yeah, I mean from me, yeah, because honestly we've got one video in particular, I think of every time I show it. We had um and <laughs> one of the best practice visits um, in January with the CCMEs, which was again a great experience to showcase our winner's story. And we showed this Haiti at it. And if, if you see it, it's a proper tearjerker. It's just one of her customers who just mm. speaks from the heart about wife's passed away. He's so like when you see him, he's just like an every granddad. Like he just mm. is so relatable. Yeah. He's a lovely gentleman. We were so privileged to that he opened his home to us and shared a story. But um yeah, and I think he just speaks so articulately and articulately and emotionally about the impact on him personally that it's made. Um, and every time I hear him speak, I have a tear. So I don't doubt it that we managed to yeah. get there. Um, but it just shows you, like, that's the power of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say it's like a tearjerker, right? But it's such a positive outcome because oh, God, yeah. that yeah. going, oh, actually, mm. the fact that that friendship has meant that he's no longer in that place where he feels this way and he's like, yeah, it's so uplifting. Mm. 
So yeah, I think our stories are always um, definitely ones that that get capture the hearts and the minds in a way. Well, that's the the great word there is uplifting. Everything you're doing, I think, is just amazing. So you've gone through the judging process and then the night itself, was it you and your team? Did you all go down? We didn't all. As you can hear, there a lot of us are up in Scotland, so it was um, a little bit of travel involved. But I think we had, we did have most of us, actually. There was about 70% of us there. It was, um, yeah, five of us. So, um yeah, we were really excited to go down. Didn't know what to expect. Obviously, we were not expect. Let me tell you, we were not expecting to win. We were just really grateful to have had the experience and just to have that bit of recognition and be in the ring. Um, and it was honestly such an exciting time. We loved going down. It was a bit of a trip away as well. So it was a bit of a yeah. team coming together moment, which let, we never have time for. Yeah. So it was good to have a night out. Um, and especially with the, if you think back to last year, we weren't used to having nights out, were we? No. Especially big ones like this. Um, but it was gorgeous and such a well put together event. Like honestly, so commendable. Um, a huge venue to fill and lots of people to manage. And it was, yeah, just a really positive experience. I think it was great to, for me, great to learn about. It was my first one that I'd ever been to. So I'm completely new to the contact center world and to Sky. I worked in the charity sector before for like 13 years. <laughs> so this was all brand new. So for me, it was a real learning as well about how this world works and, and, and meeting some great people that are doing brilliant jobs and brilliant things. Um, so yeah, it was a great networking opportunity too. We had proper laugh, <laughs> and winning was the icing on the cake. <laughs> and you remember the moment when um, they revealed you as the winners? Um, yes. Yeah. Thinking back, it's like I had maybe had a couple of glasses of champagne by that point, man. But um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> we you know they did the whole building the suspense of fame yeah you know sort of the commended they the second commended prize and we're like oh well it's either now or never right well then i think when we heard our name there was definitely screams from our table also we were on the mezzanine upstairs oh, okay venue, which was amazing because we got like a brilliant view but i think we were like well that's a bit of a trek down to the stage so i think we're off the hook guys we're not going to go up there we'll be fine <laughs> But then once they read our name, we're like, okay, so we had a bit of a journey down, which was great. It was like doing a lack of, a lack of honour by the room, getting to the stage. But it was really exciting. And I think we had the rest of the team on uh, the phone. Lovely. <laughs> well, if, there, if there's any programme or any group of people that deserve a lap of honour, it's, it's you guys. I, I, love, I love what you've done and what you continue to do. I'd love to find out... Um, more and maybe dedicate a whole episode to this um <laughs> but claire thank you so much for coming on and um just thank you so much for portraying our industry in such a good light and the amazing work you do it's it is amazing it's as you said uplifting i love it that's it it's a brilliant job to have and yeah can't thank um you enough for having me on it's been brilliant and just a great experience overall being part of the awards. And definitely it's meant so much to us as a team, but more importantly, this was for our people because they're the ones that do the day and get that brilliant feedback and have that impact in the community. So I think it was a real moment for all of them too. Thank you, Claire. Thanks so much. Thank you.